Good morning, and welcome to Ask the Pro, a paid commercial program. The opinions expressed are those of the participating clients and not necessarily those of the management and staff of WLVL. Ask the Pro is an informational-based program designed to advertise the product and or service of the client and to introduce them to the WLVL listening audience. Your questions and comments are welcome throughout the show. Just call 716-433-1433. And good morning. Today is July 14th. Can you believe it? It's the 14th already. You might want to check and make sure that's plugged in all the way, Ken. It looks like that cord might have come unplugged. There you go. And we are joined in off or in studio by Dr. Ken Curves, the one and only Dr. Ken Curves from Curves Wellness and Chiropractic, located right here in Lockport on 741 Davison Road. And he is here to talk about a lot of things. We're going to talk everything from tulips to tibulars here in this show this morning. Good morning, Dr. Ken. How are you, sir? Good morning, Eric. I'm fine, thank you. Seems like I just left this place. I know. It, 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 well, you, if you hang around here or not, you'll be staying here a lot and just leaving here and just coming back a yes. lot. Yes. That has been my experience in the last uh, couple of years is the more time you spend here, the more time you end up spending here. Right, exactly. Which is not a bad thing because this is a great place to hang out and uh, we get to hang out with our community and keep, keep them informed, entertained, and um, other <clears throat> Thing. So when you were here, I don't know if the listeners, some of the listeners may not have been on board with us this morning when you were talking about the Lockport uh, Flower Tour. Is that what it's called? Yeah, the Lockport in Bloom. Lockport the, the, in uh, Bloom. Lockport Garden Walk. And you were, you've been in it consistently. This is year and, 20 years I have been in it. I am, I think I am the or, only original garden that has been in it consistently through the entire time, nonstop. Right. No breaks. No breaks. That's cool, yes. man. Yes, twenty years this year. Um, it's been great. You know, it's it's lovely. You know, I mean, I, I work so hard to to do the gardens, and I do them. I've always done them for myself, um, and it's kind of nice to share them with other people because you know people can appreciate um, some of the things I do outside of um, my real my real world job. So, yes, which is you're a doctor of chiropractic. Absolutely. Been doing that for a while too, I haven't still, you? Yes, uh, forty years now. So yeah, forty years. Yeah, isn't this March March eighteenth was my fortieth anniversary. I can wow. hardly believe it. And I'm still, you know, people say, "When are you going to retire?" It's like I hope never. You know, I just I'm I'm still going strong. I have no problem. I, you know, mentally, physically, and everything, it's great. And so I'm just going to keep doing what I do. You know, I I feel the same way. Uh, you know, I, I've threatened to retire a couple of times, and finances have said, "No, you can't retire." Yeah, and I and I, I'm okay with it. I yeah, you know, I love. Well, you know, you, you, when you look at this, the average life expectancy after retirement, according to the you know National Bureau of Statistics, Social Security, is 22 months. That is the average um, life expectancy after not retirement. even two years. No, not even two years. Oh. So it takes. And now that takes into account, like my father just passed away, but he was ninety four years old. But then my sister passed away at the age of forty three. Okay, so she never even got to retirement. Right, so it's negative. So, negative so you've got that type of a thing. So, so it's a situation where overall, when they look at statistically, on average, it's twenty two months. That's kind of sad. 
you know, I have a I have a job and a career that I just love doing. I just, you know, it's it's exciting. It's just it's always changing. There's always a new challenge and it's like I want to be stimulated like that for my whole life. You know, as long as I can possibly do that. I know many other doctors of chiropractic that have practiced into their 80s and some even into their 90s. You know, and still being productive. You know, they're not, you know, not warehoused in some nursing home babbling you know and you know drooling or anything like that right. they're still functioning at a very high level right and i you know those, those i i aspire to do that also so it's also exciting because you know two of my children have followed me in my footsteps so watching and guiding their careers too it's kind of exciting to nice. see that happen so yeah it's great yeah isn't it's got to be really rewarding to have your children it, it's probably your it's probably the the biggest compliment you could get. Absolutely, you know? it really is. I mean, I'm just you know, and uh, two of my five. So I have two doctors of chiropractic. I have one um, school teacher. She, my daughter teaches um, school in uh, Bangkok, Thailand, and then I have a, a daughter who's a chemist at Corning Glass, and I have a daughter who's one more year of nursing school at St. John Fisher and and uh, so she's spending her summer working at one of the Rochester hospitals so you know it's like they've all done really well they've all gone in the right directions but you know my my first and my third are the ones that chose to follow me and um, again you know it was always it's a choice they made um, and it's kind of a it is a compliment to me well, imitation yeah. is the sincerest yeah. form of flattery. Absolutely, it's great. And so that's that's, and they're both amazing people, amazing doctors. They're just so so incredible in their commitment and their passion for what they do. Got, it's really nice to see that you, they caught your bedside manner. Then you know, well, I try. You know, I always say, you know, I, I, I said this to not only to my children but to many people. I says you only get one opportunity to build a reputation. Okay. And, you know, you mess it up somewhere along the line, you virtually will never regain that because people will always remember. That's you know, right. so I always said, you know what, just, you know, stay, you know, stay on the straight path, That's you know, right. do the right thing, you know, and, and you know what, it's worked. It's worked really well for me. Yeah, 40 so, years and going strong. Yeah. You know, folks, um, if you would like to join our conversation, you can. We can talk about flowers. We can talk about chiropractic. We can talk about pretty much anything you want because dr ken is very well versed in uh, quite a few things uh, politics included <laughs> <laughs> that i don't like to get into as much that's for sure but <laughs> i'll talk all day about carp right now i'll talk all day about gardening right on give us a call at 433-1433 and just join the the conversation again if you're just joining us dr ken curbs from curbs family chiropractic and wellness located at 741 davison road now he will also uh, entertain private consultations so that you can discuss your concerns with him in private. And all you have to do is call 434-0671. That's 434-0671 to arrange a consultation with the good doctor in his uh, in his office. And you can discuss your concerns with that. But if yeah, I also want to point out, I also want to point out that even though I'm like not in the office now, um, but my, I have a 24-hour live answering service um, that can always uh, be available. So, you know, they have limited information, but they always can get the message to me. So, you know, if it's something where you call and you, um, you know, you don't get directly to my staff or to me, then it's just, you know, leave a message. We will get back to you. So. <laughs> Got to turn it on. Yeah. <laughs> that little on button's really important. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's nice to have a. A business that actually calls you back. 
Yeah, I, I, I make a point of that. I, I feel bad if I don't get back to, sometimes people are shocked mm-hmm. at how quickly I will get back to them, you yeah. know? Because, you know, when it, when it, when the answering service, um, takes a call, I'm notified within moments, you know, both by, mm-hmm. um, text and by email, um, that a call came in, you know? So I know that. Now, if it's, if it's important, I'm going to get to it right away. If I'm quite busy at the time, as soon as I get freed up, I will certainly get back to people, but yeah. That's good. But it, it's important to leave a message. Sometimes people call and then they don't leave a message. So I have no idea, you know, who they were or, or, or what they wanted. So if you, if you do call, just leave a message. We'll get back. Good stuff. So, um, for the folks that did not catch the segment this morning about the walking tours, it, it is this weekend, the city of Lockport, and it's expanded right. even into the town of Lockport a little yes, bit. Yes, it has. Due yeah. to its popularity. You want to expand upon right. that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, well, for it me. started out when it started 20 years ago. I mean, it was the city of Lockport. And you realize the city of Lockport's only like four square miles, so it's, it's not a huge area, but there were a lot of people that involved. Right now, we have probably about. I want to say 30, 35 gardens, I think. I Don't quote me on that. I don't, I don't chair the committee, so I'm not sure exact the number. Um, but it, it expanded out because people in the town, and you realize look, the city is literally housed in the middle of the town. So, you know, it expanded out to the town, and now um, pretty much anybody in the in the city or town can participate in it. Um, and so there are some lovely gardens, you know, in the town now that are that are involved with it. And it's it's a it's a great thing, you know. The, I always say the more the merrier, you know. This is gives people an opportunity to see that, you know. It does go on. It starts tonight. There's a twilight tour tonight from seven to ten. Now you want to get a brochure because only certain gardens are on the twilight tour on Friday, and then um, then it's um, Saturday and Sunday from ten a.m. till four p.m. And um, you have an opportunity to go around and see many of the household gardens that, you know, people have driven by my house many times and they only get to see the front yard. They never get to see what goes right. on in the back. And, you know, I have quite a large property and I have just under two acres and, you know, there's gardens all the way through that. Um, so, you know, it's it, people are kind of surprised when they go into a city lot and they see just how expansive it is. And yeah. then how ridiculous it is and what I did with it. <laughs> two, <You> know? <laughs> two acres is a lot of property That's, inside a city boundary. Um, I created myself my own little nightmare back there that I love. But, um, <laughs> but it's uh, it's great. I says that, That's one thing I'm thinking, God, i got to keep myself in good shape and keep myself healthy because, you know, um, there's a lot of work to do for a very for a long time. You know, that's right. Gardens don't wait for you. You know, they they keep growing no matter what you do. So, aren't they something? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, they are something. You wish something. you could just mold them in and then freeze them just like that, so that they stay that way all the time. But it just does not work that way. They're very just like our bodies. They're very dynamic. They're always changing. They're always adapting. And they need maintenance. And they do maintain ongoing. Right, which is where chiropractic care comes right. in and this, for yeah, ongoing that's, maintenance. That's a, a huge misunderstanding that people have about chiropractic. It's like, why would I go to a chiropractor? My back doesn't hurt. It's like, it really, how chiropractic ever got pigeonholed into back pain is beyond me because it's so much more than that. You know, the only reason a chiropractor even touches your spine and your back is because that's their direct access into your central nervous system. And it's your central nervous system that controls all the functions in your body. Right. So what I'm looking for is where is the interference within that central nervous system that is creating the condition that you have developed and let's start logically going about evaluating that and then remove that interference so that the body can restore itself back to the original original health you know it's interesting because you know doctors don't heal people you know i always say the power that made the body is what heals the body 
Okay, you heal from within. It all occurs within you. My whole job is just to detect and remove the interference that's stopping you from doing the healing itself. Well put. You know, if you were to break your arm in half and just leave it hanging there, it's going to heal because our bodies have an innate intelligence, you know, that allows that healing process to take place. The problem is it isn't necessarily going to heal the right way, but it is going to heal. And it's no different when chiropractic, when someone deals with a spinal misalignment or what's called a subluxation, when they have that. And if it's not corrected appropriately, it'll heal, but it's going to heal in a compromised manner. And we wonder why we go through our lives and then when we hit the 40s, 50s, 60s and above, that we develop all the arthritic changes and all the aches and pains and all the other things that we develop. Because we never had the the framework and the nervous system maintained throughout that time. You know, that's why it's important not only to get a particular problem under control, but then to be able to maintain it, you know, through the course of your life. You know, I look at, I look at my father was, was a great example. You know, my father just passed away in February and he was 94 years old. And, uh, you know, he outlived every member of his family and his generation and his parents' generation. He outlived them all by 25 years. And what's interesting is he even outlived the next generation. He outlived all of his nieces and nephews. Um, so that's kind of interesting that, you know, um, he took a very different path, you know, and I had the privilege of taking care of my dad through chiropractic care for the last f- almost 40 years, mm-hmm. you know, so that, that it was uh, something that certainly contributed to how well he functioned. And my dad was healthy. My dad was not, I mean, in, in his later years, I mean, he developed, you know, some arthritis. I realized I didn't start treating my father till he was in his 50s already right. by the time I became a chiropractor. So, um, so there was already a lot of damage done because my father was a, was an incredible athlete in his day and hard worker and, mm-hmm. you know, he, you know, and a guy. So you just tough it out and you just do whatever you do and you get hurt and, you know, whatever happens. That's know. right. Brush it off. Walk it off. Yeah. So even with that, you know, he's still, you know, even though we didn't intervene till his early fifties, you know, the next 40 years went pretty my dad's my dad was still playing tennis at 86 years old no way you know absolutely he was still playing tennis and golfing at that age you know so yeah he stopped just when he he moved back from florida probably about it was about six years ago that they moved back up here from florida so you know he was still playing tennis and doing things he said he goes i only play doubles now and i go why oh. dad he goes because i don't have to i don't have to reach as far <laughs> you know does the other guy get that half right you the don't court. have to cover the whole court you got only half the court to cover so he was kind of funny about that <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable yeah but he had a great attitude you know he just yeah. he really did he just had a, a wonderful attitude about his life and you know it was it was good and so the the chiropractic really contributed to his quality of life as well as his quantity yeah absolutely because not only not only did he live to that age but you know my dad wasn't on a ton of medication or anything like that he took a he took a metformin which was a a medication for blood sugar he was never insulin dependent or anything like that and he took a blood pressure medication until very late in the very end of the time it start things started when things started going downhill the last the last um seven weeks of his life you know he made a turn there you know in december of last year he i i call it turn the corner you know and i can i see that in my patients and things like that it's like you turn the corner of you know you see the path of no return and we knew you know we knew at that point he was not going to survive um but you know he he his last 
weeks and days played out. He was never in pain. Mm-hmm. You know, he never suffered. You know, he did have some issues with some delusions towards the very end. And, you know, but other than that, mm-hmm. you know, he just, he did well. And, you know, I was with him, you know, when he passed and it was probably one of the most calmest, peaceful moments I've ever experienced. You know, mm-hmm. it was amazing. Yep. That's right. I had an aunt that just passed away recently. She was 85 years old. She hadn't seen any doctor for over 40 years. No medications. Um, Just, you know, herbs, herbs, twigs, and, you know, things as such. (laughs) Herbs, twigs. (laughs) And uh, 85 years old. Yeah. She had a great quality of life. She she was stacking her own wood until she... Until you know weeks weeks before her passing, yeah, because the, the house the primary heat was wood heat right. still still, and so she get the the wood delivered. She'd stack it outside, and then if she needed it in the winter, she'd stack it inside, all by herself. Yeah, it's amazing. Yep. One of my my oldest patient that I had, her name was Edith Kohler. Now Edith passed away probably about twenty two years ago. And um, Edith was a real inspiration. She came to me when she was 92 years old as a new patient. And the first thing she said to me, she goes, you know, I've outlived every chiropractor I've ever gone to. And I thought, wow. I said, Edith, I said, Edith, I hope I can, you know, I hope I can handle you, you know. Um, <laughs> and I hope I can break And I had change. the pleasure of, and, and, and because Edith had been under regular chiropractic care for over 75 years of her life. So when she came to me at 92, um, I took initial x-rays of her and the x-rays of her neck absolutely blew me away because you would expect to see a phenomenal amount of arthritic and degenerative changes and all kinds of stuff, especially in someone of, at 92. Edith had a cervical spine, her neck, that I would put up against any 30-year-olds any day. It had no degeneration. It had n- beautiful disc spacing. It was absolutely phenomenal. It was shocking to see that, you know. And I had the privilege of taking care of Edith from 92 until she passed away just over the age of 100. I actually adjusted her on five days before she passed away, and she was still good, okay. Edith still drove her own car. She still maintained her own home. Someone asked her one time, well, who washes your dishes and your floor? She goes, who do you think I do, you know, and your windows? He goes, the only thing she did in her later years was she did hire someone to mow her lawn and plow her driveway. But other than that, she did everything herself. And she was a remarkable lady, sharp as a tack right till the end, mm-hmm. you know, not all loaded up with drugs, just just doing it, doing what she should do. And she, again, just very quietly and peacefully, the flame went out. And it was over with. She just went to, you know, went to sleep and never woke up. There was no suffering. There was nothing else. It was, right. it was wonderful. Just a, a, a real privilege. Actually, I have a picture of her and me hanging in my office. It's been hanging there for 22 years. Uh-huh. And it just inspires me every time I see her. Every day. That's yeah, right. Because she was such an amazing lady. What a great yeah. story. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Dr. Ken Curbs from Curbs Family um, Chiropractic and Wellness Center. Located right here at 741 Davidson Road in Lockport, New York. And we would love for you to join our conversation. That's callers are what makes these kind of, these uh, shows so much fun. So give us a call at 433-1433-433-1433. Join the conversation. Tell us about your experience. Maybe you have some questions, comments, thoughts, concerns. Hard to say, you know, where the conversation is going to go, but we don't know until you call. And we'll see where the conversation goes from there. Again, 433-1433. 
always interesting when people call because you never know where it's you never know where it's going and you know we have you know we have some regular callers and then people that call randomly and and it's like it's wonderful because i mean that's the way that's the whole purpose i'm here for is to interact with people and you know answer certain questions or or comments or give opinions on how i look at it i do look at it from a very different perspective you know in the healthcare world and it's just something that uh you know People need to keep an open mind. You know, I have a. I work in a profession that's been very misunderstood and sometimes maligned over the years um, because of the misunderstanding. But um, you know what? I never felt like in the last forty years that I've ever wasted a minute. You know of what I did. You know, and, and how I've contributed to people's health. Yeah, absolutely not. You know. So it's great because, you know, you take so many times I get people that come in as a last resort. They've gone through it all from their primary doctor to the specialists to the physical therapy to the all the drugs to all that stuff. And they just literally they like surrender, give up and say, well, I might as well try you, you know, and uh, sometimes miracles happen. You know, it's really it's really quite quite remarkable to see that and how that takes place. All the more rewarding. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. You know, and then the only thing that upsets me is like, what happens if they would have come to me first? Mm. Okay, you know, because see, what people don't realize is that I do have the ability to distinguish whether it's something I can help and whether I can't. And I always say, why not take the more conservative road first? You know, why not try the lesser invasive options? You know, instead of loading yourself up with chemicals or cutting organs out or doing all these invasive and sometimes incredibly experimental things why would you do that you know Mm -hmm. you know i'm i'm not working with but i'm trying to deal with a particular person who has a very severe health condition that is literally going downhill fast um and it's a young person and they are just going crazy medically and they're just throwing everything. They, they've got him now on, on chemo drugs. He doesn't have cancer, but they're loading him up with all these toxic chemo drugs and they're just throwing the kitchen sink at him. And he just keeps getting worse, you know. And um, I've said, please, let me just let me take a look. Let me have a chance. Let me right. take it from a different approach because obviously everything that you're doing is not working. Right. But again, people have to be willing to do that. Right. You know? And I, I know that from what I've seen and what I've heard that there is a lot that can be done both neurologically and nutritionally for this person to to possibly literally save their lives. You know, because I mean he is in a trajectory that is going downhill fast and it's not good. Yeah, it's you time know? to time to change course. Yeah. This is a this is a full grown man who's down to in the 90 pound range right now wow. you know and it's um it's kind of sad yeah yeah so I, you know i always say people you know you just don't you know the thing is the wonderful thing about chiropractic is it's conservative you know um and so the the likelihood of a negative effects is very unlikely right um but it mm-hmm. but the uh, potential of positive effects are overwhelmingly in favor you know so right and again, you got to look at the whole person. You got to look at what's going on physically with them. You got to look at, especially what's going on nutritionally with them, and you got to look at what's going on emotionally with them. You know, because there are, people carry a lot of baggage around. You know, and if you're not evaluating all three aspects of that personality, you're you're going to be missing the missing the boat somewhere. You know, so, absolutely. So you got to step back sometimes and look at it as a person as a whole, and not just a body part or a symptom.
which is unfortunate in our healthcare system now. It's it's all symptom based. Um, you know, it's like what's your symptom? Here's your drug. You know, that's that's kind of the that's kind of the healthcare system today. You know, look at look on your your laundry list of symptoms and then throw this chemical at it. When you've got to understand that you know, God was no dummy. Our bodies have the innate ability to heal themselves. Everything is within you to heal. Why would you need this outside type force, you know, to, to, you know, drugs or whatever, you know, to heal what needs to occur and heal from within? You know, why not just look and see what might be the underlying cause and remove that interference, you know, whether it be physical interference, chemical interference, or emotional blocks and then allow that person to restore and reestablish their normal homeostasis and back to uh, um, fully expressing their own innate intelligence. Makes such a difference. Yeah, absolutely. Makes such a difference. You know, reactionary medicine is tough. It's. I remember when my mom was in the hospital and, and something went terribly wrong at the hospital. And the, uh, the palliative care uh, lady said, and this was kind of hurtful. She said, well, that's why we call this a practice. Isn't that amazing? To my face. Yep. Ten days before my mother died, she says, well, that's why we call this a practice. Right. I'm like, wow. Because they just, if it doesn't work, they just throw their hands up and say, oh, well, lost another one. No big deal. Yeah. You know, but yet, you know, again, obviously for you, it was a different perspective. That was your mother. Right. You know, what happens if that's your mother, your father, your wife or, or husband, your right. child? You know, then it's not it's like, you know, whatever. You know, so why not, you know, go after and look at that? So so th- for this particular person that I was just talking about, they have no clue. They're not being able to pin anything down. They're saying, well, he has an autoimmune situation, which is I call that the cop out. For when we can't explain anything, we just call it autoimmune, which it probably is. But what's creating an autoimmune disease is when the body starts attacking itself for some reason. What triggered the body to start doing right. that? Right. And how big is that umbrella? Right. That, that umbrella can be huge, actually. Yes. It can be huge. So that's where you have to step back and look at it. And what they're doing is just, you know, they're at a point where they've put a feeding tube in them and they're just doing all kinds of crazy things and, and, uh, and just not not getting the problem solved right. at all. And it's sad for family members to sit back and watch him just decline. Physically, mentally, everything just declining. Right. So his quality of life is now shot. It's horrible. It's just horrible. Right. He ha- he doesn't have much of one. <laughs> you know, right. doesn't have much of one. So, yeah, it's it's sad and I I just hope I hope the family would be open enough to at least discuss, you know, I'm, I'm watching from the sidelines right now. Right. I'm just watching from the sidelines. That's side gotta line. be heartbreaking. From it's your it's point terrible of view. for me because what I want to do is just reach out, grab them and just say, let's, let's go down this road for a little bit. Just right. walk with me for a little bit and let's see what we could potentially do. Um, because obviously what's being done right now is not working. Um, and let's see if we can't kind of change the, tra- the trajectory, you know, of what's actually happening here. So. Yeah, boy. Who knows? Who knows how that'll play out? I hope at some point they're they're open right. to doing well, that. It's not over till it's over, right? And right. It's not over, right? Uh, I'm, you know, it gets to a point where it bothers me because I think about it like all the time. You know, I mean, the person, and just so you know, I've never even met this person before. 
Right. I've never met them. I do. If they walked right by me, I wouldn't know who they were. Right. But it's just a story I know is um, really tugging at my heart mm-hmm. and just saying, please, 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 let's take a different path. You know, yeah. let's take a different path. Right. Well, when compassion meets at that juncture. Yeah. 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 And hopefully, hopefully that'll happen, but we'll see. Yes. Four three three one four three three. Give us a call. Join the conversation. Tell us about your. Uh, maybe you've had some good experiences with chiropractic care. Maybe you know the good doctor. Maybe you think you could use some chiropractic care, but you're not sure if it's right for you. Uh, doctor Ken is is has integrity. He's honest. He's going to tell you if he can help you or if he can't. Um, for his practice, so don't be afraid to ask. You have to ask, right? If you don't open yeah. the door, yeah. just ask. Yeah, I don't read minds. No, nope. you know, I don't read minds. And you know, I mean, people will say, "Well, Doctor Curbs, are you still taking new patients after forty years?" It's like, absolutely. My schedule has always been left flexible enough that I can see someone. Um, and and also, you know, people don't wait months to get into my office. Okay, you know, most people, if they call as a new patient, they Again, depending on the time of day they call, if there's an opening that day, they'll be seen. If not, usually within a day, right. you know, that they'll be seen. Um, I am not a hospital emergency room, okay? Right. Um, but I have handled many people in pretty significant crises. Right. You know, and you do the best you can to accommodate them. There have been many days where I've had no lunch hours or no breaks and just worked, you know, from 7.30 in the morning till 6 or so at night whenever we're finished. Right. Um, because it needed to be done. Um, so you just do what you got to do. Absolutely, you do. Yeah. Yeah. And fortunately, I'm in good enough physical and mental shape and have the stamina to be able to do that right. still at that at that level. Mm-hmm. You know, I can still keep up with the best, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, this may be an odd question, but what do you do for chiropractic care? Okay, so, yeah, people, you know, it's funny. That question has been asking me like three times this week. Really? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, so, yes, I do have a car. I practice what I preach. Okay. okay. So, you know, I am under regular chiropractic care. So the, I have one distinct advantage is I have a son and a daughter who are both chiropractors. <laughs> However, they do not live nearby. My son practices in Ithaca, New York. Mm-hmm. My daughter practices in Providence, Rhode Island. Um, so when they are home, I take full advantage um, of them. Um, but I have two particular chiropractors that take care of me. Um, uh, one of them is Dr. Patrick O'Neill, who practices in uh, the Elmwood Village in downtown Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And then there's Jessica Diamore, who practices on Walden Avenue in uh, Snyder. And so the two of them have um, taken care of me over the years. Nice. Yeah. And uh, they're not only my car partners, but they've also become very good friends of mine. Sure. You know, so we take care of each other, and, and that's kind of nice. Yeah, we well, develop relationships yeah, absolutely. In, in the profession absolutely. through the years. And I, I would like, hopefully, someday that when I'm ready to hand the torch off, mm-hmm. that one of my children rises to the occasion and, <laughs> and takes over. Um, it's interesting. My, my, my son is very much like me as far as um, from an adjusting technique and an approach. My daughter is um, – she's – She's di- not, not that there, she, she's, she just takes a very different approach, um, in her technique. She's a brilliant girl. Um, she is working in a, in a very specialized field. Um, the practice she's in in Providence, Rhode Island, spe- specializes in, uh, postpartum and, you know, in women in pregnancy and postpartum and in newborn infants and in all kinds of childhood issues and stuff like that. So that's kind of her focus, which is great. I deal with a lot of that myself in my practice, but in the, the practice she's in, that's 
the majority of what they deal with is that. Well, I'd you love know? to talk about some case studies with her. Yeah. About how, yeah. you know. It's really interesting. Let me, let me just, um, let me just, I, I want to share something with you. Just, just for, this kind of really touched me. Um, I've just, I, it's so funny because my daughter said, now realize my daughter just graduated in March. Okay. She started her new position in Providence, Rhode Island in May, May 15th. So she's only two months in to starting her practice. And I just want to, um, she sent me this little text the other day. And she said to me, she goes, also, she goes, also, dad, please look at this nice message I got from a new patient I saw yesterday. And this is the, um, email. And it was so funny because when I first read it, I'm going, wait a minute here, she's not talking to me. But it, this was on the 11th of July and, and it starts out, hi, Dr. Curbs. And I'm going, uh-huh. oh, wait a minute, there's actually three of us now. So it says, hi, Dr. Curbs. I have to be honest. Yesterday when I left, I didn't feel much at all had happened and was going to bring it up to you at the next appointment. Two hours later, my hip area on the right got angry, like you described, and I started icing it, which helped. But I also noticed that my thigh didn't burn for the first time in 10 years from laying on my back. Um, I am feeling my feet touch the ground in a way I haven't in years, and my inner thighs are much closer together, in a good way. I had throbbing pain until I fell asleep last night, but woke up much better. It's best when I walk slowly and I worry about opening my hips too much because too much because I don't want the nerve pain to return. So I'm being conservative. But I think, and in parentheses, don't want to jinx it, that you have been a godsend. And there you have it. And there you have it. And here she is, brand new in the field, probably one of the most passionate people I've ever met in my life powerful powerful woman um absolutely brilliant and so committed to what she's doing and you see the results this is this is you know a brand new patient on the first day sending a, a taking the time yes to send that message to her letting her know where she stands you know so it doesn't get any more powerful than that right right you know when you get a, a first-hand testimony from someone right and i just say what a powerful message and and also what an incredible boost for my daughter to give her the confidence to, yes to know first of all that what she is doing is right that's right Reaffirm. and that she is moving in the right direction and that it just makes her more passionate turns the fire up a whole lot more for her and really motivates her so that's what she wants to do you know i'm just um you know she's just starting in her career i'm dying to see where she's going to go because th- this is a girl that's going places you know, I know that. And I'm one of her biggest cheerleaders, right. you know, so. As well, you ought to be your dad. Yeah. And not just because I'm a dad, but I, I just see that. I see that potential in her. Yeah. And the same way with my son. My son is amazing. I mean, for people who don't know, my son practiced in, uh, in Tunsberg, Norway for three and a half years and then moved back to the States. Um, and he has now been in Ithaca for two and eight, about about two, a little over two years now, just a little over two years um, that he's been in Ithaca. And again, incredibly committed very talented super smart and just a great human being just a wonderful person are european standards different um yes they are um it was of a, a, a different now obviously he practiced the way that he was trained um but um chiropractic in europe is a little bit different because you're getting um so years ago if a European wanted to become a chiropractor, they had to come to the United States. 
Right. You know, they were educated in the U.S. Tip most most of them came to, you know, Palmer College, which is in Iowa, which is where myself and my son went, or right. many of them went to. There's a lot of foreigners now at um, Life University, where my daughter goes to in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And so that was the case. But as years have progressed, there have been formations of chiropractic colleges in Europe. And it has definitely been a different, what I would say, a slightly watered down version. (laughs) Okay. And so you can get a, a very different approach as far as where the particular doctor was educated. Principles are the same. The way about them, very different. But yes. So it for him... He had a really good experience in Norway, and he probably would still be there. However, the Norwegian government said he wasn't going to be there anymore. They told him he did not have a good enough reason to stay. He was productive, almost four years working, good citizen, well-established. And, and they said, no, nope, sorry, we won't extend your visa. You have no reason. What? What do they want? Um, well, it's interesting because when he went there, um, first of all, in order for him to get a permit, so he was granted a one-year um, temporary license. And then after that, he had to, in order for him to gain a permanent license in the in Norway, he had to go through some pretty extensive language exams, okay, to be fluent in the language, which he was studying, and he's pretty good at the language. Um, he was able to pass... All the exam now interesting. He could pass all the exams for language required to become a citizen of Norway, but because he was in the medical profession, they held him to. He had to take these advanced um, language exams in order for him to be, communicate from a medical standpoint, which makes sense. Okay, um, but he wasn't proficient enough in that point, so he was applying for a, a student visa to in order to complete the coursework um, to be able to do that learn it yeah and it was through that time that the government literally led him on for two he couldn't leave the country for two years um because he was there quote without a you know he was there like in limbo so they kept telling him well you're still in process you're still in process they let him on for two years and then after that they said sorry we're not going to give that to you and then that's when he, you know, that's when he came back. Mm. It was still a good experience. He still had a wonderful experience while he was there. It was just kind of bittersweet for him to, right. you know, to to uh, move on and, and leave. And what was the attraction to Norway? Um, he the the, the attraction to Norway was um, a very close friend of mine when I went through graduate school, who practices in Elkhart, Indiana. His son is a chiropractor practicing in Norway. So when his son was in school, he partnered up with a Norwegian girl. They were both chiropractors. They moved to Norway and built a practice there. So that when, you know, as we were talking with my friend, he goes, well, why doesn't Jordan contact Michael in Norway? And Jordan did. And Jordan flew out to Norway. And he ended up doing what's called his preceptorship or his internship, you know, in Norway. Um, Fell in love with it. And they said, hey, when you graduate. We'll give you a job. And he did. So he jumped nice. on it. And it was, it was lovely. What you a know, great way to start your career. It was a fantastic Holy opportunity smokes. to be able to do that. And for three and a half years, he did that and lived and submerged himself in the culture and, you know, and traveled and had a wonderful time. What's interesting is that literally four days before he left the country, he was introduced to the love of his life. Oh, no. 
So here he is, bags packed, ready to leave the country, and he meets his dream girl. And um, yes. so for two and a half years, they have been carrying on a long-distance relationship. And just um, last month, two months ago, about six weeks ago, um, he met her in Lisbon, Portugal, and proposed to her. So they are uh. going to be getting married. So, yeah. So it's exciting. So she's coming here? Yep. She's going to be – well, currently right now she works um, – her new job, which she started in March, is based out of a Texas – based out of com- uh, a company based in Texas. And so um, she has to be with that company at least a year before they will think about sponsoring her as far as getting her a work visa to come here. And then once that happens, and hopefully that will happen by next spring, then she'll be moving here. All right. Yep. So it's great. It's exciting. It certainly is a good exercise she's a wonder, in patience. She, she's a wonderful lady. I mean, they, you know, they see each other about every three months. Well, they talk every single day, but right. but they, you know, with technology today and FaceTiming and things like that, you know, they go on. It's interesting. They go on dates via the computer. Like they'll go to, they'll schedule a movie date. So Jordan will, they'll pick a movie they're going to watch, and then they will pick. Now realize Norway is six hours ahead of us. Mm-hmm. So Jordan will pick a movie that starts at one o'clock. She'll pick the same movie that starts at seven p.m. and they go to the movie together. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how they. It's it's really a unique way of dating, but it's I think it's kind of cute. I, I love it. You know, I just, it is and they're fun. just a wonderful couple. And and uh, she's been here a number of times, and uh, we just you know welcome her into the family, just you know open arms. So it's great. All right, it's Wait. good for. Him. I love all the stories you tell about your kids. You know, yeah. your, with your daughter, with the the, the Canadian, the Canadian in yes. Thailand. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So that's interesting because two of my kids, my two oldest kids, are both marrying foreigners, which are going to be an I- issue when it comes to immigration and and uh, when it comes to you know where whichever country they decide to finally settle in. Right. You know, it'll be interesting right. to and see your the, grandchildren, but the dynamics, national. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Younger. And I hope, I hope, like, well. My Canadian future son-in-law, I mean, he speaks English and he doesn't, you know, he does, you know, he's from, um, Winnipeg, Manitoba. Um, but, um, Hannah, who is from, um, Nor- Oslo, Norway, she is, um, you know, obviously she grew up in Norway, so she's fluent in, in, in Norwegian, but she's also fluent in English. I mean, she, te- right. she speaks perfect English. Um, right. but she also speaks, I think, one other language. I think she speaks French also. Yeah. You know, so a lot of Europeans are multilingual. Oh, you know, most they of just, them are. they yeah. just kind of have to do that. Yeah. Um, and I think that's great. And I hope, you know, I see where people, I have patients of mine that are from the Soviet Union and they raise their kids, you know, speaking Russian and that. My mother spoke English and Polish, you know, and, and, uh, I had a patient of mine that married a Chinese girl and they rate, when they raised their son, you know, he spoke English to the boy. The mother spoke Chinese. So this kid from day one was raised with totally bilingually. So right. it's really kind of interesting, you know. And I think that's really great for them, you know. Oh, sure. The kid's thinking out of both sides of his brain at that time. Yeah. Yeah. So it was interesting because just yesterday I got a, I got a call from my son at, at noon, a text from my son. He goes, Dad, are you going to be home? Now my son's in Ithaca. He goes, are you going to be home? I go, well, why? I says, I have to go take care of your grandmother today. And I, and I says, and I have to be back in the office by two 30. He goes, well, a family that I took care of in Norway is in the country and they're literally just across the border and they want to, they're coming to see me tonight, you know, to have dinner with me, but they want us, they want to meet you. You know, I'm going like, okay, how am I going to pull this off? So I said, okay, I'll be home at this time. So um, the woman texted me and, and she goes, well, we're just crossing the border, you know, and I go, she goes, we're a half hour away. I go, oh, good. Come on. So they got to my house and what a, I, I'm so glad it worked out. What a lovely husband and wife. And they have an 11 year old daughter who were, they became very close with my son in Norway. 
they're originally from London, um, but have been living in Norway for about the last 15 years, and their daughter was born in Norway. And so they stopped in, and we just had a lovely little – I had about an hour, hour and a half with them, you know, to sit on my patio and just chat and, you know, learn a little bit more about my son when he was in Norway. And, you know, they kind of uh, – they kind of – um took him into their family you know yeah. not only was he a patient of theirs but he became a friend of theirs and it was oh. really it was really nice so i you know i'd heard about him so much over the years and it was wonderful to have the opportunity to meet him you know and of course sometimes you think oh a stranger's coming and what's it gonna be like it wasn't awkward at all it was just like you know we were hugging from the moment they stepped out of the car and you know it was just it was really great they felt like part of the family so it was it was a fun it, it was a fun experience yesterday to do that uh, i love yeah. it yeah absolutely love it's it. good Listen, Doc, we're down to the final three ooh, minutes ooh. here. So do you want to give the uh, uh, another uh, roundabout the Blossom? Oh, the, the, the Blossom Festival? Yeah, um, the, the Blossom the, Walk. The Lockport in Bloom. Gosh um, darn it, at first I Lockport said... Lockport in Bloom. Yes, okay. thank you. I'll yes. get that right by next year. So, um, so yes, the Lockport in Bloom begins tonight at 7 p.m. Um, and goes till 10 o'clock tonight. And then um, also from Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Also realized that myself and a number of people, there's about six gardens in the Lockport area that are on the National Open Gardens, which means the gardens, their gardens are open every Friday from 10 a.m. till 2 p.m. So actually right now my garden opened at an hour ago and I'm not there. Um, so we probably should have done this this uh, show remotely um, from my home, but um, hopefully people are coming and, and, you know, being able to see my garden even though I'm not there. I'll be there in about 10 minutes. Um, so, yes. So please do that. And that's that's every Friday in July, so it'll be interesting to see how things play out. But it's always interesting because when on the open gardens, people come from all over, literally all over the world. People are vacationing in the area and they're looking for things to do. Mm-hmm. And I've had people come from other countries and you know other states and stuff like that. It's fascinating to do that on the open gardens. It's a little bit different for me because it's only it, it, it's four hours and it's it's right. Not not as many people attend. Like this weekend with Lockburn and Bloom, oh my gosh! On if it's a slow weekend, I'll have between three and four hundred people. On a busy weekend, when it was in its heyday, I would see we had almost eight hundred people come through the garden over the course of the weekend. It was insane. You know, uh, hope they don't okay. stomp on your flowers. You know what? What's amazing is I have never had a person who wasn't totally respectful of my property. You know, and I have a very big lot. So, I mean, it's not like, you know, in some of these small city lots, that might be a little bit much. But my lot is very large. And so people just mingle on through the property. I mean, you could have 100 people in my yard at the same time and you wouldn't really right. see it. It wouldn't be crowded, you know. Right. So that's kind of nice. But, um, yeah, it gets it gets a lot. And, you know, for, for many years, actually for probably 17 of the 20 years, my parents were always my hosts. They would sit out front under the tent and they would greet people and, you know, and welcome in and I stay back. But then since once the pandemic hit, that stopped. You know, and then, um, and then obviously with my dad passing away, that's, um, you know, that that's not the case anymore. And my mom is not in a condition that she could sit there all day, you know, right. doing that. I mean, she's still good, but that would be too much for her to sit. Sure. So, but anyway, come on out, check it out. Love to say hi to you. Come check out my gardens and see what I do outside of my real and, job. And you're on Locust Street. Locust Street. Yep. Yep. By the only house with all the flowers. On you'll Locust know, Street. you'll know it when you go by it. There's a sign out there. So, <laughs> yeah. All right, Dr. Ken Kurz, what a pleasure. It's always, always, always a pleasure to just have sit back and have a nice conversation with you and uh, get caught up and informed. Of course, it's from Kurz.
uh, Family Chiropractic and Wellness at 741 Davison Road. To schedule a uh, consultation with a good doctor, call 434-0671-434-0671. Final thoughts, Doc, before we go? Thank you so much. You all have a great day. Um, I'll be glad when the weekend is over with just so I can take a break. I'm not going to weed for about a week. Yeah, really, I guess so take I need, a nap. I need a little bit of a break. So thank you so much. I hope to see you all out there this weekend. All right. Take care.